0: This Shabbos is Shabbos uh, Vay- Parshas Vayeshev, where the Torah really begins the fascinating story of Yosef versus the rest of the tribes. Um, we've primarily completed the detailed story of the Ovis, of Avram Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And now we move on to the next generation, though Yaakov is very much still alive and we'll still hear from Yaakov. But we talk about the trials the difficulties of Yosef and the tribes. Yosef, who's not one of the others, is nevertheless going to be the most dominant of the tribes in the story of the Torah as it unfolds, um, step by step in the next couple of parshiyas. Now, Yosef, in this week's parsha, has a very difficult life, to say the least. Really, if you look at this parsha as, as a whole, as a unit, um, it's really th- Three the first three stages in Yosef's life that take him until he's really thirty years old. Um, in the first stage, he's the youngest of eleven of the of eleven tribes. Binyamin has not been born yet, and he is a hated child by his brothers, um, a bullied child by his brothers, um, bullied in the most extreme forces uh, extreme ways, to the extent where they actually want to kill him at a certain point in the Parsha. They throw him into a pit. Um, And and then, as an afterthought, they sell him into slavery instead. So we're talking about the ultimate form of being bullied. That's part one of what goes on in Yosef's life. Part two, and that's until he's 17 years old. Part two is he's sold into slavery. And he's in a distant country, far from his family, nobody he knows. And he's a slave. He's a slave to one of the ministers of Pare. That's part two. Part three, if we can get any worse than that, is he's thrown into prison. He becomes a prisoner. Um, Also in Paro, also in a place where he has no one, no family, no support, no no one he knows. And he's really languishing in prison for many years. And that's going to take him until he's 30 years old. And that's really where this Parsha ends. Um, In later Parshaists, we're going to talk about Yosef's rise to greatness and supreme greatness but at this point for the first 30 years of his life we're talking about a person who everything seems to be going against him again in part one he's disliked hated by his own brothers in part two he's a slave in a distant country in part three he's in prison and yet the greatness of Yosef is such that in every one of those parts he shines and stands up to tests that come his way Um, Let's, let's look quickly at one point at every step of the way. In the first point, where he's a hated child and so on, so we have in the Parsha that Yaakov calls Yosef and says, you know, your brothers are out. They went out, they took the sheep, to pasture. Um, go and see how they're doing. Go and check out your brothers, see how they're doing, um, and tell me, and come back and tell me. Now, logically, Yosef's response could have and, prob- and perhaps should have been um, ta- I'm not going to check out my brothers How they're doing They hate me um, They are They could hurt me Which is actually what happened That's when, when he goes to find his brothers and So he goes to find them And then that's where they want to kill him And ultimately sell him And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand That if you're dealing with 11 brothers who hate him And the Torah tells us very clearly that they hated him Why would he go and put himself at their mercy? But, Yaakov, Avinu, had asked him. We have the concept of kibudava'im, of listening, a following appearance. And in this case, definitely, he had every reason to say, this doesn't make any sense, this is difficult for me, I can't do this. Um, it could be hurtful for me, even. But Yosef doesn't look at it that way. His father gives him a mission to do. Um, and he puts his trust in God. And he goes, and he goes to see what's with his brothers. That's in part one. In part two, Yosef is in slavery, and we have the very famous story in the Torah where his master's wife tries to seduce him and get him to sin with her. Now, we all know that there are times when we're strong and there are times when we're weak. When things aren't working out for us, when we're distant from everyone when we're hurt when we're in pain is when we're most vulnerable and Yosef here has every reason to be most vulnerable again he's been sold by his own family he's not in the land of Israel he's not with his father he's not with his mother he's not with anyone he's off on his own and now he's in slavery and now he's being seduced and he knows that if he doesn't listen to her he can be in deep trouble which he was later but nevertheless, Yosef is able to draw on his reservoirs of morals, of knowing what's right and what's wrong, and to stand up against these temptations of sin, even when he was at such a vulnerable state, where one could argue that really he couldn't be held accountable for if he may have sinned anyway. But no, not Yosef at Sadiq. Wherever he was, he was strong. And he was unbending, unyielding in what's right and what's wrong. And finally, in stage three, Yosef ends up in prison. And by now, he should be totally depressed. He should be a basket case. Going from hated to slavery to prison, all at no fault of his own. And he's in prison. He's a prisoner. So at this point, I think any, uh, any psychologist would say, this person needs therapy for the rest of his life, and he's going to be depressed. But we find that not only wasn't Yosef depressed, Yosef was successful even there, so much so that the one in charge of the prison makes Yosef in charge. And then we find a very beautiful concept. We have the two ministers of Pare, the, the baker and the cupbearer of Pare, who are thrown into prison. So now there's three prisoners in that prison, or three prisoners that we know of in that prison. And the Torah tells us that one day, the two ministers of Pare wake up in the morning and their faces are fallen. They're depressed, they're upset, they're disturbed, something is bothering them. And Yosef comes to them and says, he says, gentlemen, what's bothering you? I see the people are upset, share with me what's bothering you. Now, typically, when one is depressed, he doesn't care much about the people around him, and definitely not to try to share in their pain and try to help them and relieve them, because he himself is depressed. But Yosef wasn't depressed. Yosef wasn't depressed at all. Yosef was a positive person. Yosef was an upbeat person to the extent that when he sees someone else in pain, his thoughts are, what can I do to help? What can I do to hear to help alleviate your difficulty? And that's Yosef Atzani. He's in part three of this dismal part of his life. And now he's in jail as a prisoner. And yet he is the one who has time for others, he's the one who has patience for others, and the one who is looking to help another person when that person is down. And I want to point out one more thing. There's a saying, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. And in the story of Yosef, that, seems, that, say, that saying seems to ring very, very powerful. Because going again through the three steps, it was Yosef's listening to his father and putting himself in danger to do his father's bidding, that did get him in trouble. And therefore he was almost killed and then sold into slavery. In part two, it was Yosef's being moral, standing up for his moral rights, for what's correct and not sinning, that got him thrown into prison. So at this point, Yosef is saying all of his goodness and his righteousness doesn't seem to be helping him. To the contrary, whenever he does a righteous deed, he's punished. He goes from being hated to slavery, from slavery to prison, just for doing the right things, and yet that didn't break his spirit. And what is the secret to Yosef's strength in every step of the way, whether it's being bullied, whether it's being enslaved, whether it's being in prison? What's his secret? Secret is very simple, as the pasuk says, a few times, that Hashem imui. He always felt that Hashem is with him. So much so that the Pasik says that the, his um, his master in Egypt says he sees that he's a man of Hashem, and Rashi says, how does the master, how does the Egyptian master sees that Yosef is a man of Hashem? shemayim shogur He was always mentioning Hashem. How are you? Thank God. I'm coming. Please God. Baru Hashem. Hashem. Yosef had this unshakable faith this unshakable belief and faith in Hashem, so that wherever he was, and how difficult the situation may have been, he was always able to rise to the occasion, he was able to remain strong, he was able to feel that he's in good hands, he's in Hashem's hands. And therefore, yes, things aren't working out the way I would have liked today, for reasons that perhaps I don't understand at all. But still, that doesn't shake who he is as a person, doesn't shake his spirit It doesn't break his spirit and at every point he's able to shine, at every point he's able to stand up for what's right and be a shining example of moral and spiritual um, holiness. And that's the Yosef HaTzadik that we read about in this week's Parsha. And the lesson of that is obviously so clear to each and every one of us because in life we also go through difficulties and challenges and situations that we don't understand why we're there. Um, and sometimes it doesn't seem to be our fault at all And sometimes we were trying to do something good And that backfires and suddenly we're in a difficult situation But we have to remember from Yosef Atzadik at Wherever we are And it's most people will never be bullied as much as, as Yosef was And might never be in slavery and might never be imprisoned in the way that Yosef was But whatever it is To, re- to ke- remain and to keep that strength of character Through emes uh, emuna, Through true belief and faith in Hashem and in that way, as we'll see in the subsequent, in the next parsha, how all that turns around and he rises to tremendous greatness, all based on this strength of character that he shows us in this week's parsha. Have a wonderful Shabbos.